My uncle spoke to me about men who skated ice as if they were birds in mountain air, and I saw them all through the eyes of my youth, for I am a dreamer. To appreciate the beauty of these men, you've got to see where they came from, my uncle said, but to understand them truly, you'd have to have been where they came. My uncle understood something about these men, something remarkable. Those days were sweet, the old man at the corner spot sitting beneath smoldering images of ten of the sexiest men alive said, as his wife stirred her cup of tea. Men had substance back in my day. Men were men, he said. Men had guts. Men were strong. Men had chutzpah. They had balls. But something was missing. Moderno has come and gone. The great ones are not yet ghosts. They're not full myths. They simply retreated into the sunset. Time has left some bald and others grey. Luxury fattened a few. Plush stomachs disguise a good many. Some of their offsprings have brought unexpected pain and destiny took some away. Still... No one can take away the glory of these greats, no one. Wisdom has silken their brows, and now they have earned the right to tell us wise things. I suspect they'll tell us this. Something was missing. One thing we know about these greats, these thundering giants of our grand arenas, it is this. These greats were focused on being the best of their breed, and they became the best, and as they did, they spawned the greater greatness far flung from their fields. These greats were not the only persons with hearts and minds so fixed on a dream. Yet, only these greats were the ones that made it to the top of their heaps, not those others who were just as fixed in their guts and in their souls on their dreams. Why is it then that, while these greats made it to the top, their mortal mates got stuck? Why? Why did all those other mortals with bowels full of talent and heads full of dreams not able to escape the dung heap? Something was missing. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't bad luck either. Blame anything if blaming drowns the jangling songs of thick chains. But luck had no part in it. Something was missing. They all knew how to dream. Boys still dream. Girls still dream. While some men dream, some women stretch beyond those old dreams. They believe. It isn't now and wasn't then the dream. And no. It definitely was not bad luck. Well, was it destiny? Ah, maybe. Today many of our young ones dream lucidly. Old men no longer do. Many old men hang on to the good old days, and many of these granddaddies will drag their grudges to their graves. Old men no longer dream. They see visions. Old men have visions of their sons completing their dreams. And grannies... They have flashbacks. 
These grannies will tell you what the wise so wisely know. Something was missing. Not the dream. No, 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 no. Dreaming was not the problem, the old man's wife said in between warm sips of black tea. There was a sparkle in her eye when she said, No, it was not the dream. She winked at me. Just then the season's young couples, hopefuls, and many virgins in waiting were filing up her marble stairs, up through scents of cinnamon and orange and grape and lavender to the bungle room, so I got me an inkling she was on to something extraordinary, something transformational, exceptional. As it turned out, a thing that breathes new life, a thing that soothes the qualms of destiny. You see, I knew it couldn't have been the dream that kept many bound and left so many more boundless. I still dream. I'm the dreamer. I dream dreams and dreamed twice upon the grand scene. And despite that bloody onslaught of swines, I plucked destiny's children from the clutches of scruples, soared atop the Casper, and dreamed again. There, I dreamed you. Yes, I dreamed you. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! I am Neville. How are you today? Today is part of our reading series. I am reading passages from The Hunks I Dreamed, subtitled beyond the hero it is a book written for men women and young adults of all stripes even though this story underlines and highlights the quality of a person in particular a young man here who seeks to be worthy of being a man of now while becoming the man of the morrow like many of us he is in a quality sense a dreamer, not an idle dreamer, not an idle hoper, not an idle wisher, a true dreamer. You know, a dreamer may ride the rough tides of a great struggle, emboldened, or even be struck by a sweet moment of genius. Regardless, as evidenced by the likes of a Federer, or a Zuckerberg, or a Munch, or a Bezos, and others of their ilk, for any dream to become true, this young man is about to discover, it must satisfy the demands of necessity, specificity, and scalability. We discover through this story that the man, the woman, the young one who succeeds in reshaping the contours of modern thought or of creativity, or of community, or of economy, has a certain kind and a particular set of qualities that are smartly honed and developed. This story tells us how he finds these, and what he's about to do with them. It turns out that dreaming is very dangerous business. They are angry, evil, envious, greedy, soulless persons, 
unevolved animals who stand ever ready to steal, kill, and destroy good dreams, and by any means or mechanisms choke the life out of dreams that have come alive. And of course, isn't life such fun? There are many others, some innocently, who are quite ready and willing to aid and abet them. As we will see through this storied world, it's also filled with marvelous people. Isn't life beautiful? This story, The Hunks I Dreamed, subtitled Beyond the Hero, is actually being told or re-energized not by this youth, but by another more mysterious dreamer. Without divulging the mystery, his gift is dreaming some of the greats of our time into being. He exercised in this story three dreams. I'm about to read for you two passages describing two of the marvelous men he dreamed into being. Can you guess who? Indeed, it took me three dreams to reach you, for it was in the process of that evolution I found exactly what is missing. In nine months, a mother gives birth. It took me three dreams. Yes, and in the third... I dreamed you. And there was a great clamor in the wake of my dream to declare what I had seen and what I had found and what I had done. So I took them all in stages on a magnificent ride. I showed them what I saw. I showed them what I discovered. But I did not show them you. Have a seat. This is the DCS-1078 elevator. Up, please. We are going for a ride through the sweet winds of ploy. Back in Moderno, while history was being made, much of which has never been written, while legends were marking the sands of this earth with good tales, Something was stirring in the oceans. We could see the waves coming. Those were the days. That was the prevailing backdrop. In it, the tender voice of an angel, Liddy, broke violently. When it did, she began to fear growing old and wept. Such were those days. You too, I'm sure, have heard a few bent-over grandpas refer to the good old days. Fun-looking-back days. Days, they say, when men were men, heroes were brave, and boys knew to give a man his full due. Respect. On this particular night, I will show you, a thing most unique was about to begin, a stir that would change our world, and in the wake of it, there was Lumberjack. And the old general he knew. Beside the slant of the near mounting, winding stairs lead up around the plush Casper suites to a flat roof. There. It's a most gorgeous view. I had climbed to this roof that first night, intending to watch those twinkling stars. 
the three-quarter moon was up toward my right, shining like a silver bowl tipped above the ocean, as if it were pouring some secret potion into the swirling waters, an invisible potion to busy eyes. If only for one hour or two, I would have simply steadied my eyes to gaze upon those thousands of stars and that silver moon to reflect upon my journey. But I fell asleep. I fell asleep atop the Casper beneath those stars. And I dreamed. Then my dream came true. Yes, <laughs> my dream came true. I told my dream to a few, and they came running to me when they saw it coming true, and I laughed at the sight of my dream alive. I've since taken beautiful rides along the great roads to share how this dream came to be, for I am none too shy to tell it. It is too cool a thing to keep quiet. I've wagered friendly bets to a doubtful few as we approached the great arenas. Yes. I have ridden the flat road, beating my drums, strumming my strings, singing, let them come young or old, but they'd better be strong, for I did dream atop the Casper Suites, and my dream came true. Pit your wild cards against my brute beasts, I don't care, but your brutes had better be strong, I already know what will happen. Do you? Yes, you do. Trust me, you do. After the empire has spoken, who would have climbed above the sweated heap, donned the coveted crown, and lifted the trophy thence to give the only known speech of baby gods, a speech the last bit of which is too uncouth to be spoken aloud? This is mine. It's yours. You were beautiful to me. I couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. I kiss you. I kiss you. I kiss you. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Papa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God Almighty. You are greater than all. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for this big fat check. That grand arena's thundering applause rifled through the winds and reached the rippling waters. I could have told you the answer long before I entered the arena. I knew the answer because I dreamed. And my dream came true. I dreamed of a hunk, legs of a tracker, eyes of a tiger, hands of a fencer, moves of a dancer, heart of a charmer, brains of a banker, a thoroughbred willing to forego the tried glories of track, basketball, soccer, and football, not in defiance, but in appreciation, wisely to pursue the hallowed, rugged, and muddy arenas of a sport, which of old was abandoned to the gentle, the snooty, and the spoiled, but no more a sport, no, not a sport, rather a new brand of life, for this too is a new arena, this too is is a new battlefield fitted for a newer world of wireless superheroes and postmodern gladiators, a world drawn from every world, a world blessed with dreamed hunks, the hunks I dreamed. For when I awoke, having dreamed, a man stood before me, a boy in actuality, a boy with a great heart, that raging bull. A new king, the king-to-be, someone called out his name, and I said, Who?
Undoubtedly, whenever I dream, stars wink, no matter where I happen to be dreaming. Look up, you'll see. You might presume I climbed atop the Casper to watch those winking stars, for it is nigh impossible from the belly of any of these cities to see a star winking. I went, indeed, to dream again, not because I missed the winking while in the city, rather because something needful for a time nigh upon us was missing. It is true that while in the city I do miss the joys of winking stars as much, perhaps, as Lady Carillo misses old school playing, thinking this new thing that fills my pride is awesome, but still a pity. However, trust me, it was not at all the twinkling that took me there, and this that I came to dream is not old school by any measure. No, 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 no. Let my dear, dear Lady Carillo know old school is just that. History. You see, I was in the city when I overheard a wise man say, A serious question haunts men today. I considered what he said and agreed with him. Indeed, a serious question has been haunting men for a good many seasons. A way while back, on a prompt, on a nudge, on a suspicion, you might say on a nagging thought. A grand group of old school men, not all in the same spot, lifted their blindfolds, shed their plates, and stood at ease. They looked across yonder, and they saw and their eyeballs grew huge. Now these were honest men. They saw that a new day had dawned, and in that new day they saw their forefathers' nakedness. Now these bold men were not expecting to see their forefathers' nakedness or anything of that sort. Old nakedness is not cool. But they saw it. They saw, too, the catastrophic failures of old standards, their forefathers' long-lived standards. As they watched, they saw the great ideals of long-sung heroes faltering in these new ones. They saw, too, that what they had been conditioned to think of as masculinity being swung from the limbs of dying trees. This was particularly painful for them to see. It shook them at their core. It shook them from their stance. Old school used to be so cool. These were honest men. These were capable, stern, virtuous men. Now, with blindfolds off, seeing so clearly a question began to haunt them, what is a man in this new breeze? These men quickly realized that during those eons of charging through life blindfolded, the world had spun around a good many times. While they were down in the trenches working down hard to salvage the roots of dying trees, the world had circled an orbit they had not known, and good seeds from their planted trees had burst through rough dirt and through funny air and flourished and were now flowering. Alas, though, these were not the kinds of blooms any of these men were acquainted with or would have expected. This was a new strain. Oh, these were such honest men, old school men, eyes wide open, seeing so clearly, uncertain about this new strain. Oh, how they pondered. What sort of fruits would these be? Indeed, 
What is a man in this new wind? A meaningful man? A man that counts beyond the shoveled heap? Who is the real man among this lot? With this new strain among this new breed, who will be our heroes now? Have we fought in vain, or should we double the fight in light of this new strain, these strange blooms? Shall we don once again our breastplates and charge into the winds and fight again? <laughs> the hubris of even good men can be quite funny. I saw the wise man's eyes sparkle as he noted these men's hubris, then repeated what he had said so clearly. A serious question haunts men today. He said it with a twinkle. I wanted to know what he knew. I wanted to see the bling-bling of unsheathed manhood, true manhood, as shown by the ancient stars. For all great men are made of stardust, the wise man had said. And I remembered that very bling, for the very sparkle in his eyes was also in the eyes of the old tea lover, who dared to declare that something was indeed missing, and whatever it was, it wasn't the dream. No, it isn't the dream. I wondered, too, who would dare reveal the sight of mythic themes left heaped in rubble-aback-abandoned alleys? Who would dare to ask, where is King Arthur? Who would dare point a finger to the infested bones of Orpheus and Eurydice, of Prometheus, of Xenophon, piled rotting while Cupid and Psyche parade city streets with tinted smiles? Who'd dare? I wanted to know. Yes, a serious question haunts men today. That's why I came and climbed atop the Casper that first night to dream. Indeed, that wise man knows what the old T-Lever knows, what they allowed me also to know. There is no bling, no twinkle, no sparkle in fake beings. True, fake beings can appear to sparkle. Some of them are mirrors. Some of them are reflectors. Some of them are mimics. In fact, many of them are mimics. It doesn't require a wise man to tell us this. Nevertheless, it is for that reason I climbed the first time. And that's also why I climbed again when I spotted the old T-Lever's boy and saw the three-quarter moon leaning above the ocean just as it did the first time around. I climbed, and I saw just what they told me I would see. I saw bling-blings, each arrayed with thousands of stars. Just then the breeze was sweet, and the oceans were stirred. I saw the reflections of a real man, the truest measures of men born of our new reality. This, the reality they in the shadows will have the joy of experiencing too, if they don't stay seated in their steam for too long. But don't unbuckle your seat belts just yet. Keep your headgear on first. Behold the stuff the new man is made of. Bling, bling. <laughs> not bling worn around the necks, no. Not bling worn across the teeth or around bulging waists. Phew. 
These blings like never before seen shine through the very beings of dreamed men, not around any finger. These men light up like guiding stars. They are not reflectors. You tell me who, before this grand revelation, would have dared contemplate men made of bling-bling. Aren't bling and gold-teeth old school, real tired old school? Yes, yes, yes. These are not those blings. I saw beautiful men, mighty men, supermen strong men, and knew for sure that something was missing, but not amongst this breed. Swiftly, swifter than a flash, something changed. That's why I needed to dream this dream again. I climbed atop the Casper. Lo, I beheld each as if it were ten thousand stars possessed, presence, purpose, passion, Poise and power emblazoned, blazing through the deep dark on a quest. So dazzling this was, I wanted every sparkle of these revealed stars flung across enchanted throngs, so I'd hear new screams of joy and witness wide eyes of hope sparkling all along troubled streets. I wanted us all to feel the energy of these awakened moments pulsating like new waves crossing the stirred oceans to flood our earth. I wanted it done before those boys with metal bats begin to swing without regret, for their muscles had in that while thickened. I wanted this so deeply, I dreamed again. Yes, I dreamed another man. I dreamed of a hunk, yes, of a man that makes things happen, of a man who dreams, believes, leads, achieves, of a man who, when he opens his eyes, he sees possibilities, of a man so comfortable in his strength and with his weakness, and so confident of the human potential, he feels no need to set his balls upon an anvil for any show of worth, of a man who, while enriching the lives of others, knows he is enriching his own and mine, a beautiful man, a brilliant man, a man willing to invite others into the secrets of his personal quest, whose personal quest is a shared quest, a strong man, not a bully, a man who knows he is no stronger than the company he keeps, who knows he is no weaker than the enemy that hates him just for existing. A man whose foundation is a solid foundation, not one built by daily vicissitudes, nor of fickle friendships, nor with frailties, nor of fears, but a foundation built on an eternal promise, a promise that is kept because he keeps it, and I keep it, and those that know how much it matters keep it, a foundation built on a faith that understands that we are one, all children of the same mother, so when the toe hurts, the body knows that pain, and when the arm is cut off, the body is not the same. A man who can say of a surety, I can, you can, we can, so let's get it done. Let it be done for benefit, not for vengeance nor hurt. Let us do it for the general good, knowing it will enrich us all and strengthen us all and take away from none. Let us keep each other strong. 
Where there are wounds, let us heal those wounds. For bound together in love, we are strong. And stuck together in a grudge, we are weak. Let us explore the vast frontiers. Let your light shine. Let my light shine. Let their lights shine. So that if some flicker in the winds, we all shall still be able to see. Remember... I am your brother, and your friend, and your neighbor. I am you. You are me. We are one. That's what I dreamed. When I awoke, a man stood before me, and I heard a song cascading down the mountains and swirling through the valleys. What a man! What a man! What a mighty good man. Then I heard his name. <laughs> I so loved my dreams. I dreamed him into being and the world beheld him. Oh, but envy grew. I did not consider that in my dream. I did not think of envy. Sleeping snakes began swirling out from dark pits. Still, their hissing could not stop ordinary folk from hearing what the wise declare. Possibilities are innumerable. We see them. Great opportunities await those who dare to venture beyond the limits of can't and not you. That's what the greats declared in my dream. And it echoed. It echoed beyond the dream, as if still being declared throughout these bland streets. Then I shouted from beyond my dream, Yes, I know, but how? Show me how! So they called me from beyond the dream into a vision. There they showed me. They battled through labyrinths of flying vipers to entrust me with this good thing, this marvelous thing. And that's where I saw, too, that our greats had spawned a brand new breed, a brand of uniquely fashioned youths, male and female, being formed. It was in that vision unfolding before me that I saw, as was with the former dreams, those very elements, presence, purpose, passion, poise, and power, gorgeously possessed in such totality it is nothing short of spectacular. I saw through that amazing sparkle why the old tea lover was so assured and why she laughed herself full in confidence. She knew that it is not so much what is missing now, but what is necessary, for we are on the brink of an onslaught of unimaginable proportions. You see, I beheld two worlds. I saw each as it would be the two worlds, which is this world, as it is on one path and as it is on another path. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. You've just heard excerpts from... The Hunks I Dreamed, subtitled Beyond the Hero. The Hunks I Dreamed, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Audible, and iTunes. The Hunks I Dreamed, Beyond the Hero.
by Neville D'Angelo. Also available in all formats is my latest book, Riding Moby Dick, How They Beat the Odds Every Time. Riding Moby Dick, How They Beat the Odds Every Time by Neville D'Angelo. Enjoy. See you next week.